When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Booth Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast, brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Booth Room, the Cardiff City podcast in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. I'm your host, as always, Glenn Williams, and I am joined by Nathan Blake and Paul Bandonado. Gents, how are we? I'm great, thank you. It's good to have my partner back. How are you doing, pubs? All right, thank you. I was stuck in Manchester last week while this excellent podcast was taking place without me. Well, I wasn't without you, though, Paul. To be fair, we, uh, we included you quite heavily throughout it. You handed me a script, which was very nice of you uh, to direct us through. But it was on a today, great script, too. It was, it was. Uh, on today's show, we'll be talking about that win over Barnsley and what a sort of crazy melee it is now for the playoff places. Um, talking about Neil Harris's team selection in a, in a positive light in the second part. Um, then we'll be going on to talk a little bit more in depth about Leeds. And of course, we'll be finishing with some Ask Blakey. So, gents, we'll start with Barnsley. A 2-0 win. And we will first of all point out that Paul Abandonado last week predicted a 2-0 win. And not only did he say a 2-0 win, he said it might be a smash and grab. Two goals in a minute. Not too much more smash and grab than that. Paul, congratulations. I also actually predicted Justin Tipperich would score the last try for Wales <laughs> at 33 to 1. I wish, I, I wish I'd taken a double, let's put it that way. You've also just given me the lottery numbers for uh, Friday night's draw. So 2 0 then, chaps away at Barnsley. Um, actually impressed by, by Neil Harris's away record since he's come in. Um, he's got, actually got a better away record for Cardiff than he has home record. I think he averages 1.64 games away from home, 1.5. At home, mm. um, so whereas you could potentially look at that as the, the home form being a bit of a worry, the, the away form has certainly picked up. I mean, under Neil Warnock, it was it was dreadful this season. Yeah, it? I mean, couldn't win away. Remember that? Mm. It became like a, a major thing. Couldn't get an away win. Um, and I, I, like I said last week, I, I, I feel a bit for Neil Harris at times because his home record is not bad. It's just too many draws in there. Yeah. Right, and you know, turn. Three or four, four or five of those draws to wins, you're, you're, you're probably winning the league, mm. you know. So, um, but you know, it's 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 a it's a big it's a big but. So what I mean, because you've played the games and you haven't won them effectively. So, yeah. you know, his record is is decent. Um, you asked me a question last week: would 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 he be the the manager I would gone for? My personal opinion is no. Mm. Um, but you can't argue with what what he's done so far. You know that's just my personal opinion. Mm. Uh, I I would go in a different direction with a lot of things at Cardiff City. So, um, but taking it on merit, you have to say he's done he's done very well. And you know I think the difference is as well. It's not his team. We've made that point before. Um, but also, he's carrying the burden of expectation from Neil Warnock also. Yeah, and that, that's a big burden, and uh, you know, I think I think 
my my only issue is I don't I don't think we're playing as good a football as I thought we'd be playing. Man, I, the transition to the next stage, the in between stage, yeah. isn't what I'd expected it to be. And like I've said before, also, what you have to do is look at Neil Harris's former, which is Millwall, and look what they're doing under Guy Rowett, who I would have deemed as a good manager, but not a great manager. But what, right. what he's done in terms of uh, the way they play, right? Is far far better than what it was, which then, look, has equaled in good results and they're above us in the table, you know. Um, so, I think I think my only criticism would be the football still yet to improve to a to a position where I think we're on the right tracks again. Back to um, this pre 2012 13 sort of football. Um, we're getting back to the kind of football that really entertains our fans. Paul, a point that you raised last week was your concern over Cardiff conceding early. Um, against Bardensley, they didn't do that. By all accounts, it was a, a dire first half. But I just wonder whether, away from home, he sets up a little bit more defensively. And when he's at home, he feels like he has to be maybe a little bit more attacking. And that's where the gaps open up. And that's where opposition score goals early on. That's a long way around the thought process, though, right? Mm. <laughs> mm. I, I think it's easy to say that, Glenn, but I don't think it is like that. I think Cardiff at home, even in the games at home I've seen, they just start slowly on the back foot for whatever reason, whoever the opposition. Yeah. So I can't... I, I, we've, we've been baffled about it all season, haven't we, Blake? Yeah, we've not put a good 90 minutes together. It. Can't put my finger on it at all. Um, don't know the reason why. It's no coincidence, though, that keeping a clean sheet... Clearly, if you're conceding possession and territory early doors there's more likelihood of the opposition scoring than there isn't if you're going for the jugular yourself um, I'm not sure Cardiff are going for the jugular early at home to be honest with you. I, I just think it's one of those things and I don't know the reason why but clearly on the evidence of keeping clean sheets early doors against Huddersfield and Barnsley Cardiff have gone on to win those two games reasonably comfortably and it's it's no coincidence but the, the bizarre thing for me is we can't just sit here and pretend everything's hunky-dory under Neil Harris and he suddenly Jose Marino struck Pep Guardiola rolled into one you know <laughs> there are serious problems with the Cardiff City style of football you know um, he clearly inherited a, a squad that was substantially better than his Millwall team um, and you know you could argue well you know they should be pushing for the top six with the players that they've got the, the, the crazy thing for me is, and I think most fans would agree with this, is that let's just be diplomatic and say Cardiff's football all season, minor exceptions, has been ordinary at best. And yet somehow they're in this playoff mix, two points off sixth place, you know? And it just makes you think, I know ifs, buts, maybes, blah, 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 Blakey doesn't like that. But with, with, with nine games to go, if... They suddenly get something going. <laughs> Don't if, start teasing me, man. If, if they suddenly start getting a run going, it just makes you think what might happen. And I, and I do think that if, and that's another big if, Cardiff can get into the top six, my personal view then, Blake, is it's going to be very hard to shift them out of it then because they will have momentum, 
there'll be new belief with the fan base, the big Cardiff City Stadium crowd, all of those things suddenly come into the equation. And 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 they clearly are a very, very hard side to beat. Mm. Despite conceding territory and possession, despite not playing fluent football, despite relying on Will Volks, now it's Will Volks long throws, it used to be various other players, it's now Volks and he's even taken them from I won't say close to halfway, but a fair <laughs> way up the pitch. We made that point last week, didn't we? Know, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's it's relentless for the opposition defence to have to deal with this, and mm. they they know they've put a shift in when they play Cardiff. Well, play well we said it's like Warnock ball on steroids, mm. you know, and it, and, it, and it's it, but it, what I'm, what I I don't think I know from experience. You, you're not going to continue to get results that way. No. Right? No. There will come a period where maybe one or two injuries, maybe a lack of confidence, whatever, but a run of bad results will start. Yeah. Right? Where you can't win a game, can't buy a win. Right? All of a sudden, you look at that football and you think, what is that? Yeah. Right? And that is effectively what happened to Neil Warnock. Yeah. Right? Hence the reason for the transition, right? That it has to come. It's, uh, you know, I would say to Neil Harris, You've probably got leeway because, till the end of the season because one is that you've got none of your own players effectively, and two, okay, then trying to get players who think a certain way to think differently is also difficult. So if you're under pressure then from your fan base to get results and you're not getting it, you resort to type. Yeah, you, it, it's automatic. We all do it in day-to-day life. You try something new, you, you know, it doesn't work. You resort back to type. So. For me, that is the problem. There's a great big problem waiting in the wings if you don't start to resolve this issue of how you play, right? And not only that, your ambition is to then step up to the Premier League, right? So Neil Warnock thought, okay, we'll just go and have fun. Then realised, hold on, we've got half a chance. But had you played some football from the get-go, you probably would have stayed in the Premier League quite comfortable. Right, if you had started the transition towards maybe mixing that game up a bit, that long ball, long throw with a bit of football, win lots of second balls, keep on top of teams, learn how to press, learn how to play a high line defensively, learn how to play counter attack football because you had lightning wingers, learn it all rather than just become this at the moment. I think we're this one trip pony, right, which is 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 easy to work out, hard to deal with mm. because. If you've got if you've got four players who are over six foot two, and I've got two, you know, set pieces, you you've got advantage of me, and that's what I think Cardiff are quite intelligently doing is is playing to their strengths, mm. and what's happened is when they've started trying to get away from that strength and turn, say, counter attack football with a high press to be their strength, it's not happened, right? And they think they think this is my my opinion, they think they haven't got the players to do it. But in my opinion, it's down to get on that field and coaching, coaching and coaching. And getting muscle memory out. And getting that muscle memory changed into a different way of playing, a different thought process. I'm not saying all the players are capable of doing it, but when you've got 30-odd, 40-odd players, listen, I, I, I believe it's not impossible to say that we haven't got 20-odd players that can do it. Plus then you think, well, you've got a 23s and 18 squad who play a certain way, 
which is a more football possession based game. So you've got them to come into the squad to add to that 20 or 18, 20 players. So I believe, I, 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 listen, I'm a footballer at heart, so I, I, don't, I, I don't believe in percentage football. I believe in football. We all love to win, but I, I do believe you're there to entertain your fan base. You know what I mean? I honestly do. Because fans can accept you losing if you perform. It's when the performance level is so poor and that's not just going out and not running hard. You can run hard, but the football is just crash, bang, wallop. That's not entertaining. Not anymore, anyway. The thing is, they're not going to change their football not now. in the last nine games of the season. No, are they? No. So, what I will say is, in a positive light, I think that the football they do play might help them in the final nine games of the season because all season they've been hard to beat. And when it comes to the end of the season, there's going to be nerves, twitchy opposition... A bar in that game at QPR, Cardiff have always been in the game and they always finish strongly, as you always point out. They almost put a siege on the opposition's box. Mm. They always check. Well, Aiden Flint used to be going up there. Marlon Pack, Sean Morrison. Now Callum Patterson's in the mix. That type of football, when it gets nervy towards the end of the season, might just be effective for Cardiff. But, uh, but uh, everyone's nervous. So Cardiff get Cardiff nervous. Cardiff have an old experience right? squad, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know what we're look. What we're trying to do is look for the positives and hope that we've got advantages. <laughs> right? We, 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 you do. You, that's yeah. what you do as a fan. I've kind of switched that button off like about three months ago, mm. and I'm not. I'm not getting excited. I'm not. I'm kind of like fingers in the ear, la 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 la, like kid. Like you know, <laughs> I don't want to know until it actually is finished. And are we in? Are we out? Right? And then we can start to reflect and look at right what we've got coming up. But I'm not going to get myself turned on to the fact that, oh, you know, last week was four points. The week before that was two points. Here we are this week, we're back to two points. You know what I mean? And like I keep saying, two points is a hard gap to make up. It doesn't sound like it, but it is. Because even when you jump over someone, you know, and they're a point ahead of them, you know, if they win their next game, they go back to two points ahead of you. You lose or draw, it goes down to one point, or you're back to two points. So it, it it's it's a continuous. What Cardiff have to do was it twenty nine game, twenty seven points up for grabs to get into the playoffs. Realistically, I would say you've got to get between a minimum of eighteen and a maximum of about twenty two points yeah. to get yourself into that playoff position guaranteed. Right. If you're looking at draws, if you're looking at what nine games and you take three or four draws out of that, honestly, well, you're going to have a defeat or two, right? But if you look at nine games, if you drew four games and lost two games, it's not going to get it done. Cardiff almost need to go a four or five game. Yeah, they need to win at six least three. At time. least three win, win, win. Build that momentum. Fourth game, if you take a point or you manage to win it, four wins in a row, that builds belief and momentum. Then I honestly believe we'd have a very good chance. But if we go win, lose, draw, win, uh, I just you need to get the momentum of... Look, Leeds were on a bad run. We've got Leeds coming up. They're on a terrible run. They've just gone five wins back straight. Five wins straight, am I right in that? 
I think it is yeah. five wins straight. Well, well, yeah, five wins straight. That's so. not a terrible run. That's a brilliant run. That's that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying. Well, that's how you build momentum. They've they would be in question whether they'd win the yeah. get a well, we'll, get we'll come on to the but all of a sudden later on the wheels are well in motion now. Paul, just finally on that, is it? It's an exciting time, though, isn't it? Are you hopeful, or are you reticent, just like well, Blakey? Well, I've, I've got... It's, it's, I think Blakey's a killjoy here, albeit, <laughs> a, real, albeit a realistic one. <laughs> Why I'm hopeful is, is... I see both sides of this argument, OK? Let me place them, right? What, the reason I'm hopeful is because we've talked here, and, and I say the fans would agree that it's been Warnock Ball or Warnock Ball on steroids most of the season. The football's not been pretty, Right? Cardiff up until Harris coming in a barely well didn't win a game away from home because that was quite a stretch into the season they've only won one game in the last five Glenn mm -hmm. you know this is not brilliant form right and yet despite all of that they are two points off the playoffs and I just begin I think to myself so this is where the positivity comes in I just think to myself you know what just hang in there and suddenly put this run together that Blakey talks of. Now, whether they're capable of it, time will tell, right? But just put this run together. And having played so poorly, you know, you're bound to play well at some point of the season. You're bound to, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Put it together when it really matters now. And, you know, um, you know, the fixtures, there's five home games, there's four away. And critically, critically... There are fixtures against Preston, Bristol City, Blackburn and Derby, all of whom would hope to be in that last playoff, serious chance of getting into that sixth position. Yeah. yeah? There's also a game against Fulham for what it's worth, but that's Fulham will definitely be in there. So in a way they've got it in their own hands as well. Mm. Um, so you try to look at the positive, uh, but that aspect from that point of view, but then when you two then just sit there and you say you've got to win six games here or whatever the figure is it puts it in perspective yeah. a little bit and I look at the list and think where are you going to get six wins there well from? there's that, I think that's what worries me two of the bottom part yes. of the table and so, the other seven games against uh, opposition either above or around us yeah. no it's three it's Hull, Charlton and Borough yeah. right, who, right, who yeah. Are, yeah, right. And, and then the other six right so, I'm, so it's I'm, in City's own hands yeah, yeah but if you look at like Fulham, Brentford, Forest, Preston Bristol City and Millwall, take yeah. away Millwall, all those teams have been dropping points for fun. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, Cardiff have dropped points yeah. for fun. Right? So the only per the team that's taken advantage majorly is Millwall. Mm. Right? Millwall where they are, you're thinking, huh? They're yeah. actually above us yeah. in the league. Right? Yeah. And the way they're playing and the momentum they got, they look like the team most likely to crash into the playoffs, right? Right now. If we can go win, 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 then I'd start to say, right, okay, what, six games left, we've won three in a row, six games left, okay, if you can take two or three wins out of those six games, you start to look realistically at, at potentially being in the playoffs. Mm. But also, this is how it works, you win, Millwall win, yeah. Forest win, yeah. Preston win, Bristol yeah. win, mm. you lose, Forest lose, Preston lose, <laughs> Bristol lose. It, it, it's mad. Yeah. I've been in the dressing room while it's happening. And, you know, you come in after a game, you've lost 1-0 unexpectedly against a Huddersfield or a Barnsley. You come in, you think, oh, my God. 
how the teams were both done. Ooh, they drew. Ooh, they lost. They lost. They lost. And you think, oh, Galway murder. Following week, you come in, you win 3 0. And they do. Uh, they won. They won. Yeah. They won. And they dropped two points and drew. So it, it, it is a, it's continuous. That's what I say. The only way out, and if you look at our, as, as an example, the way out is I'd use the promotion season example. All right? I've mentioned this before. The five wins on the spin at the start of the season. Then at Christmas time, you Four had a losses. bump in the road, yeah. right? And people, we were coming on here and people were still saying, oh, we're still second. Yeah. Well, what happens is you build that good grace, right? Yeah. You, you've, you've built the cushion that allows you, but even though you are losing, teams below you who you expect to jump over you, they lose as well. Or they pick up a win and your four-point gap is now only three points and then down to two points. And then I think it went down to one point at one stage and I think we slipped the third and, or fourth and then we went back up the second and then finished the season strong. So I, I'd cite that as an example of, of what's needed. At some point in the season, you're going to have to put four or five straight wins together. And we haven't had that this season. So now's the time. So t just two other things to wind up on this, mm -hmm. right? One is allowing for, you know, these, these, the players of these other clubs and the fans, but particularly the players of the other clubs, are not stupid. They know Cardiff have not played good football this season. They know it's Route One, and they must look at this thing. How the hell are they still in the mix? And and you know, fans have driven a lot. Be of it. concerned. I'm you. Be concerned about the fact Cardiff are yeah. in that mix. Yeah. yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't say it as oh, lean into the fans or anything. I'm telling you, we've been at the stadium, you know, Glenn, many times this season, where you're thinking, no, fans are pushing the team. Yeah. Team yeah. isn't entertaining the yeah. fans and getting yeah. the fans all excited. Yeah. It's been this is a disgrace. You better get your backside yeah. shifted. Yeah. The fans have proper dug them out, yeah. right? Which yeah. has then put pressure on the manager. A Birmingham away, do you remember? You that? Remember that fans going right. Harris, Harris yeah. right, time, right. That was an old Eddie May shout, right? Yeah, I only heard it once or twice, but we heard it, right? Yeah. They've been great. And all of a sudden, then right, we're gonna drive this. We're gonna make sure we won't accept mediocrity. Even though we play a media, mediocrity brand of football, yeah. mediocre mm. brand of football, yeah. they're not accepting it. But I'll wrap up with Will Volks, what a celebration. <laughs> Addison, <laughs> even better celebration. I was, I see that, and I swear to God, I just rolled with laughter. I actually, the Callum Patterson celebration made me want to be in the dressing room because the buzz from that. All the way, I, I bet you in goals in training all week, the, the Callum Patterson celebration has been... You'll see, I may, if I was me, I'd be saying, right, we're all going to do a different one. Whoever scores got to come up with a different sort of Patterson celebration. Fantastic, mate. I, I just do want to finally say on this, though, if by some chance Cardiff do end up in those playoffs, right? The one thing we know, Blakey and Glenn, is that those playoff games will be incredibly tight. Yeah, incredibly tight. I know I'm getting ahead of myself here, but if Lee Tomlin is back for those games, that is exactly the sort of mercurial fin figure that can win a tight game like that with a mm. moment of magic, Blakey. So, you know, you can look positively at this. Definitely. Um, if you're Cardiff City now, your focus is clean sheets. Yeah. Clean sheets, nick a goal. Yeah. Clean sheets, nick a goal. Yeah. Right? Because you're not... 
dynamic going forward or anything like that. Um, far more legs in midfield. Well, we'll come on to that now, won't we? Hasten to add, but yeah. <laughs> okay, that's the end of part one. We'll be back just after this. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. Welcome back, and in this section, we will be discussing Neil Harris's team selection. Gents, we've been calling for this team for, for quite a while, and uh, it looked like when Lee Tomlin was injured that Harris wasn't going to go with this sort of team. He was perhaps playing two up front, or Cam Patson as a false 10 with one of Glatzel or Ward ahead of him. But he now seems to have settled on this, this team that he, he's liked for the last couple of games. Do we all think this is the right team? Uh, the, 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 the question is, do the boot room know what they're talking about? And the we answer the listeners, is... listeners decide that? Absolutely. <laughs> right? Because what they go with? Bakuna, Volks and Rawls? Yeah. Legs. Far more balance as well. Legs, legs, yeah. legs, legs, legs. I like the look of that yeah. midfield. Bit of di- dynamism. Like you say, Bakuna could play as a winger. He's that quick. Volks is a little... You know, Terminator, uh, and a very athletic one, as we've seen from his celebration. <laughs> athletic Terminator is uh, a frightening prospect. And 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 Joe is not an elder statesman, but he's got that experience now in mm. that midfield. So and understands the championship, uh, and plays well in the championship. So for me, uh, I, I you know I just think you've got to keep going along that route yeah. for me the the only the only change for me would be is my front three where how I how I set it up whether I set it up as uh, one high and one low and play a lopsided winger or you know three up the front or two up with one behind in a little diamond I, I don't know but that would be the only dilemma now two strikers and a winger or you know two wingers and one striker I think, I think what, what has been nice to see is having these three in midfield now of Rawls, Forks and Bakuna. I think we have seen the likes of Hoylet and Adoma play slightly higher up, which gives us a, a little bit more attacking potency, would you say, Paul? Yeah, that's the key. I mean, look, you know, that's not the most creative midfield in no, the championship. It's not. It's not a luxury um, player. And, there, so, and so it's really important to emphasise that as soon as Tom is fit, he comes straight back in and one of those has to drop out. Yeah. Um, Ooh, contention. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't whoa, think whoa, that's contention. Hold a contention. 100%. 100%. Hold on a minute. Let me, let, me, let, me just, let me just paint a picture for you, Paul. So if you went, now if we went five, six games winning and that team was like a well-oiled machine, you would still bring Tomlin into it? 100%. What, what's your quote? Every day of the week and twice on a Sunday. <laughs> like the one that I've learned from you, 100%. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, the, key, the key here is, is, as you said, Glenn, that it's not the most creative midfield, but you've got a Doma now instead of Gavin White on the right, and Adoma creates. You've got Sanderson on the right instead of Lee Peltier. Sanderson just looks a proper modern-day type fullback. It's quite scary, yeah, isn't it? And, to and see so, how far away we've been without you know, those you've players. Got, you've got Murphy and... So you've got Hoyler or Murphy to play on the left, sort of higher up. So it's the threat is further forward now that wasn't there. But, you know, previously, Blakey, when we talk about, you know, the right 
was Peltier White. No, no disrespect to either player. They worked their socks off. Defensively, did a massive shift for Neil Warnock and also um, Harris in the early days. But that was part of the problem. Cardiff was set up too deep. They were set up too defensively. Suddenly, you've actually got genuine threat, creative threat on the right-hand side. And I just think, didn't they link together for the first goal at Barnsley quite beautifully, if memory serves me right? The, the, the second, second goal, second Sanderson goal. played that lovely through to, ball to straight back. In, into the path of Patterson, wasn't it? He yeah. played it right around the defence. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Um, but, but when you look at, you know, Harris, you give him credit now, right? Because the spine of the team to start the season were Etheridge, Flint, Pack and Glatzel. The three last name players all bought in for sums of money, quite a large sum of money in some mm-hmm. cases, yes. right? All would be on decent ways as all that. So it's clear how Neil Watt was going to play. Um, Harris has dropped every single one of them, mm-hmm. you know? Didn't expect the Etheridge call, but I can understand it from a distribution point of view because, you know, we've been down this route before. He, he kept allowing the opposition to reset instead of getting Cardiff on a quick counter, as you call mm-hmm. it, right? Flint had to go, right? Um, we, Pack and Glatzel, we've always given more latitude to, yeah? Mm. But Pack, as we kept saying, was sitting too deep. There wasn't enough athleticism and energy in there. And now you've got three players with those energy and legs. And I've always given Glatzel, as well, you've given him more leeway than I have, Blakey, because you feel he's a footballer, he's not this big, mm. you know, player that, that, that Cardiff are playing towards, you know, but... I just think Patterson offers Patterson almost drives that team from centre forward with mm-hmm. his and it's not the answer because he's not a centre forward, but he almost embodies everything that you Chases need at the moment. And, 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 yeah. and the others take their lead from him. Yeah. And he does have this knack, certainly in the championship, of scoring goals. Mm-hmm. And he scored a goal against Barnsley that I didn't think he was capable of. It was like watching Sounds stupid. This it was like watching a young Michael Owen run onto a through ball, run away from the <laughs> defender, and finish finish beautifully. You know, I, I didn't know where you're coming from. I yeah. didn't think Patterson was that, had had it in him to score a goal like that. But yeah. when he's got that as well as everything else he brings and his heading ability and his ability to poach from closer, uh, he he has become a pivotal player for me as part of this running. So I think you give you've got to give Harris credit for making big calls by leaving out. You know, we're talking about leaders here in Flint and Glatzel, aren't we? We're talking about Etheridge who excelled in the Premier League. You know, these are well, you've got big dressing room Everidge, characters. Flint, Glatzel, Pack. You know, you know, these White big, was a constant. Yeah, these are big. White you know, Murphy because he's a younger player. Um, but these these were you know big dressing room characters. Big big decisions to leave them out, and I think he's made the right call. Like Blakey. I still like to see more of a football in centre back next to next to um, Morrison, but there can be no doubting that Nelson has been one of the summer signings see, who is a success. That He's would done be, really that would well. Be my change. I would go Nelson and get a more ball playing centre back. So you turn it around. I would. I would yeah. be Morrison who would uh, who would suffer for me if we. I, I, I mentioned him all the time simply because he was you know um, our player. But uh, if we had a, a manga next to a Nelson, that partnership, both athletic, both very good, um, 
attacking the ball, quick over the top, and one of them can play and organise. You know, and I thought that's where Manga was going, playing alongside um, Sol towards the end of the season when they really struck up a good, strong partnership. I, I think you've seen the model, right? Just go and emulate what you've seen. You know, you, we've, you've had the players at your disposal. That's, that's the frustration for me, that players have been so simplistically allowed to go and, you know, and players who think, well, how does that fit into this system being allowed to come in? So, you know, the recruitment prior uh, Neil Harris said, you know, it was, it was woeful. It was absolutely woeful. Don't understand some of the signings. Don't understand some of the money signings. Never understood playing Flint and, and, and uh, Morrison. Morrison together. I used to say now I, I'd fancy my chances against those two. Now. I'm 48. Right? So, right, mate, because I can't run. But I can stand still and muscle people, no problem. Right? Now, they can play that game, the stand still and muscle. But if you've got muscle, then they got a problem. But if you run as well, listen, it's, it's, it's over. That's why Nelson has been so important. The amount yeah. of times I've seen Nelson, like I've, I've said, ball playing, he's not the best. That can improve, right? But the amount of times you've now seen him cover, right? Last ditch tackles, you know, sliding tackles down in the channels and things like that. You know, when you've got someone like a Flint or a Morrison in that channel, you're running past them and across them which then opens up all sorts of possibilities. You yeah. can cross it, you can take it on your left foot and bend it if you come down the right, whatever, right? So that threat has been taken away simply by playing an athletic centre-half. For you, is that the 11 moving forward? Actually, let's touch on Junior Hoyler. Like you and I spoke to a Canadian TV station this morning about a documentary they're making on him. Mm-hmm. Um, He's been good this season, but not hit the heights of two seasons ago. How important a player could he be if he hit his straps the last nine games or so? I just, I just think, well, I, I don't. Even at his worst, I think Junior's a six mm. out of ten. Yeah, you never see him drop below. Like he works tirelessly up and down, and he's what now? Thirty. He's thirty this May. Thirty, I think. Yeah. yeah. So. Fat the time and injuries and what have you start to catch up with you right about 28-29 so he's just going into that twilight period right but still he can still produce a, a moment of magic I still think he's you know one of the best at when he comes inside and he's facing like a centre half or a, a full back or a midfielder one on one his trickery is still like it, it's Houdini at times fantastic so I think and I think what Juniors suffered from is the fact that as a team there's not been like other people stepping up so Junior okay has had a 6 out of 10 game this week Josh Murphy has had 11 out of 10 he's been fantastic for the last 4 games if you remember the championship promotion season Mendes Lang was untouchable for about 6 or 7 games it doesn't matter who you put against him he was ripping you a new one alright and then when you had that, was Junior on the other side just going, right, let me show you this bit of magic. So it just takes pressure off people to have to, having to perform and performing with no pressure, two di- different things. Expectation is different. And Junior is a senior, he's an elder statesman now of the squad. 
you know, won a promotion, well respected, you know, lovely guy, you know, scored some fantastic goals, got mad ability. But for me, I don't look at Junior and go this season, well, you know, I'm not sure he's, he hasn't been. I say he's probably, he's one of the, he's one of the consistents. Mm -hmm. He's one of the people who's, oh, you always get a tune out of, six, seven out of ten at his worst, and give me that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. So that's what <laughs> 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 Is that what you want to do? Do you want a six or seven out of ten? Or Paul, would you, would you rather Josh? I know what I'm getting. It could be nine and then a five next week. No, you don't want that. If you're a manager, you don't want well, that. What about, yeah, but they need wins now, though. The last nine games of the season. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is I've got, well, you've got Junior on one side. Mm. And you've got Adolmo on the other side. Adolmo's probably provided more goals than White all season in the in, yeah. since he's been here in January, right? Then you've got the young right back who's now chipping in and getting forward and what have you. These are things we were saying last season, Glenn, right? You've got to have attacking full-backs. Yeah. You've got to. Bennett, a lot of people have said, oh, Bennett, Bennett, Bennett. Listen, Bennett has been, if I was to average out a 10... Over the season, I would say Bennett's been a five. Right? He's not been, it's not times where I say, but right? and you can't allow, you can't keep saying, or oh, tomorrow. Because as the song goes in Bugsy Malone, tomorrow never comes. Mate, you've had opportunity, 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 opportunity. What we need is a left fullback who's very good defensively, but gets forward and attacks and gets crosses in the box. Can you do it? Yes, he can. Does he do it often enough? No, he doesn't. Cricky signed up Bob the Builder now. Yes, right? he can. Right? Buckley, Sanderson, <laughs> Sanderson's yeah. come in, hit the ground running, and straight from his first game, you can see what his intention is. Well, I'm a fullback. I'm big. I'm athletic. I don't mind a one-on-one -on -one defensive battle, but I'm going to make that winger work too. I want to go the other way. Is Sanderson good enough defensively? Yes. Yeah? Because yes. I just think the first time I saw him play, I thought... Maybe it's just because we're so unused to it. But I thought, wow, he looks a player. Yeah, because we haven't seen it for so long. <laughs> yeah. That's why. But you, but but it's not just that he's big and athletic. With yeah, him, you know, and you just think. So you understand my point I, when I say Cardiff fans have been starved of these I things do, for so I, long, where, where I disagree, for like a decade. Where or I more. disagree with you is I think Bennett can do it, and I know you say when he. Has oh, he can it, do it. Right? I've seen him I'd, do I'd, it. And if you remember against Brentford, he was the one who got forward almost right to the byline. I don't know, he missed that. You know, right, yeah. right. You know. He almost won the game, and I think that he just needs a license from the manager to do it more. But do you know what? But, no, but oh, well, let me stop you there. Sometimes it doesn't matter what the manager says. I'm on the pitch, and I see the game developing the way I see it. Now yeah, I make the choice if, if when I see Lee Tomlin, right, with the ball. I make the choice whether I run into that space or I don't. And if I'm feeling confident, I'll run into it. If I'm not feeling too confident, I won't. My now, Bennett, I've said, is one of the best crossers of the ball on the run, right? And he's in, when he gets forward, he does it really well. But kind of like Chilwell at um, Leicester. Leicester, you know that's what he wants to do. Good defensively, right? But you know that's what he wants to do. But I think part of the confidence, probably, Blakey, is the manager not allowing you that freedom certainly previously it might be more so under Harris well then I would uh, yeah I would, right? I would I, so I think that that's probably important okay but, but, what I, would also but I always say if you do it and we score or we create chances from it 
no manager in his right mind is going to tell you stop doing that. No, but you go forward and suddenly they counter-attack and score and he'll be telling you, don't you ever do that again. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. That's where the confidence comes in. But, and again, this comes back to the midfield that we mentioned right at the start. Maybe with that midfield, the got great legs, legs energy, it will actually offer the opportunity for both fullbacks mm. to get forward. So the balance of the team looks better. That's the know? idea. And That's, um, that's why you play legs so in midfield. Right, you look at Liverpool. That front three of Liverpool is frightening. Yeah. But you look at that Jordan Henderson and uh, Fabinho, mate. They just always slot into the right position at the right time. They're always there, right? And that is game understanding. That's that's understanding the the your own strategy, the own system, how you play, and you know keep changing personnel. That never really develops, or you can develop through a squad. And that squad then has got to produce what you're trying to achieve. And for me, it's it's been too. There's 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 not enough emphasis placed on these things, right? Cardiff to me in the Premier League should have played a count a count counter attacking football, right from the get go, right? Defend deep. What have you got in abundance? Your pace. Defend deep. Hit people on the counter attack, right? Battle, battle, battle. Hit people on the counter attack. That's what should have been adopted in the Premier League, at least until you got your stride into it, right? If you want to then expand from there, fine. But you, 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 you've got your system. They come down to the championship. If I ask you, okay, what, what would you say is Cardiff's style of play? You'd just say long ball, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because uh, your defensive line is 10 yards outside our own 80 yard box. Yeah. And your striker is and 10 yards outside there. And certainly for the first X number of months of the season, there was no patience. There, and there was no pattern. You, you know, and maybe, you know, I've, I've been more critical than Junior Hoyler than you have, if you like. Probably because two years ago I saw what he could do at this level. But maybe to give him some leeway, latitude, whatever you want to call it. Um, maybe Cardiff's style where they've sat too deep. Because my concern was he wasn't, wasn't getting past fullbacks anymore. But if Cardiff are pressing higher up the pitch, you know, with Pack out with the team and the midfield showing more legs and so on, and the fullbacks offering a genuine help to him, threat if you like, maybe that, you know, what we can't deny is that he's, he's obviously got, it, what I can't deny is he's obviously got these intricate skills. He can faint his body, create a yard of space and so on. And he was having a, he was having to use his pace in too big an area of the pitch. Yeah, to run pace, like 40, that, 50 yards. Yeah, and that yeah. pace has gone now. Yes, yeah. but, but, but so what you're saying, mm -hmm. right, counters then my better point. What is Junior fantastic at going inside, right? Yeah. That is, that is free license for the left back. Yeah, you're right. the winger, effectively. You're the person who's going to go outside and cross the ball for us. Plus, you've got someone who you know is trickery and touch. It's so good that rarely will you be out of position when he's in the right position. When he comes inside, rarely will he not find you. It's not like Junior gives away the ball all the time and Bennett's like, oh, and then he stopped making the run. It's license for Bennett to run forward. When the manager gives that license. Yeah, you know, I, I think it, I, I'm from a, maybe it's a different era, but I'm from, a, I'm from an, an era where you play what you see on the pitch. Right? And if Junior is a type of player, if I'm a centre forward playing with the, the, the front three now, I know Junior's game. So every time Junior gets the ball, I'm going to be away to come in for him to play off me. 
So I'm going to be middle of the goal and I'm going to make a run across either in behind the defence to get a shot off, which Junior slips me in, or I'm going to be that wall through the playoff bounce and I know he can bend that one from 25 yards in the top stanch. All right? But there, you know, that is just, that, that's obvious guess, to me. I guess, Glenn, what we're trying, you know, I guess, you know, we, we've, we've called for these changes on the show, particularly Blakey, for some time now. Mm. You know, I think it was, you know, we, we demanded Tomlin was picked in that team which <laughs> wasn't being picked. Yeah. We demanded that there was a proper attacking right back brought in and, and that a new winger was brought in. You know, no no disrespect to White, but to offer a real creative threat in mm. that in that right zone. We called for greater legs in the midfield than was happening, you know. Mm. And I think the frustration is it's taken so long to get to this point. Mm. Yeah. You even said Smithies I would give Smithies a go over average because, you know, if you're looking to play in the top level, we called you, for your the keeper needs to be have needs to have good feet. We called and for Edwidge the has been there so long, but he hasn't improved his feet. We called for the change at centre back, you know, which wasn't happening at the start of the season, you know. So, I think we could see there were these issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And, and definitely. I just think we're finally at a position. This is where perhaps some hope is offered for the last nine games, Glenn. Where do you know what? You just feel there's a better shape to this team now, and. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the creativity isn't there, particularly without Tomlin. But in the final third, Hoyland and Adoma and Murphy can do things. And I say Patterson just is kind of Patterson. He just has a knack of influencing football matches. Yeah, absolutely. My my view, or what frustrates me about Joe Bennett, this well, the last couple of games in particular, is that we've seen Dion Sanderson sprint down the wing. And what that does is it moves the opposition left back out onto the wings it makes him wary of Sanderson's threat run down that wing when you look at Joe Bennett he literally just parks himself on the touchline waiting to whip a ball in he's not making any runs which means they can both double up on Junior Hoyler mm. they got the opposition right back and one of their deep line midfielders or centre back doubling up on him mm. it's just unfair because he's probably looking at a dome on the other other side thinking he's got a one on one there so much easier than where I've got anyway that's by the way but I don't see that as I see that different to Paul I don't see that as licence I see that as I play what I see, mm. right? And that's what, if I'm a manager, I'm a coach, whatever, I'm saying that every player comes in and signs for Cardiff City, right? Yes, we play to this system. This is our philosophy. That's why you're broad here, because you fit into that, right? But also, that is what I brought you in, right? So if you do less than what I brought you in for, which I've seen you do in the, this is the reason why, Joe Bennett, I seen you run forward against I don't know Watford on the run, put a ball in left footed, and I, I thought, wow, I was fantastic. My license to you is that is something I'm expecting to see you at least four or five times, a half, not a game, a half. Mm. I put that in that seed in his head, right now. If you're playing against Leeds United, say on the weekend, and they are battering you, then and you run forward at the time when <laughs> it's not it's unnecessary, I'll slam you like everyone else because boy, that's common sense, right? But if we're playing Brentford and this game is like end, I'm expecting you to choose the right time because you're a player, you've got your own brain, you know. So adopt it, use it. 
I'm expecting you to play what you see. I'm not expecting you to. I'm not expecting to coach you constantly through the game. For a start, you're on the other side of the pitch often, for one half at least. So I'm expecting you to do what I brought you here to do, what I know you can do. Now, once I've seen you do it, he wasn't brought here as the greatest attacking left back. What I'm saying is I've seen him do it on numerous occasions, but those occasions are few and far between. I'm saying to him. Joe, come in, watch this. See that? In your head, it's like a striker. They'll say to you, just think to yourself, three or four shots a half. Got to get three or four shots out of that. You know, sometimes you see a striker shoot from a ridiculous position. You think, what's he doing? Yeah. That's usually what's happening. Just, just, I've just shifted and got my shot off. Doesn't matter where the shot goes. Nine times out of ten, well, for me, hit the back of the net. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, it goes into the stand, right? But what you've done, you, you've, you just—it's like you know that, that golf swing, that, that that first shot. You know what I mean? That little warm up, that little right. I've got to get my muscle memory clicked into gear here. So yeah. for me, for Joe, and, uh, I see this as a positive because I, I I say if you adopt that attitude and you start doing those things, it only enhances the team. That's that is. And what I say is, just look at the other side of the pitch, what young Sanderson has done, how much that's enhanced the team. Now, Doma, another elder statesman, but his experience, very intelligent, knows where to be, when to be, you know, not got the pace to get outside you anymore, but still attacks the outside, right? Yeah, because he's benefiting from Sanderson's Right, energy, right. Outside, yeah. So it's, 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 it's scary to think that it's actually in your team and happening. So the license can't be that Neil Harris is saying, don't do that. Because Sanderson, he's brought him in and he's doing it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm, if I'm Bennett, I'm thinking to myself, okay, the only thing I'd be saying to the manager is, so see if, if Sanderson's end up overlapping a dome and crossing the ball, where ideally do you want my position to be? Is it halfway line? Is it in between halfway line and 18-yard box? ready to pick up any second balls that come out or do you want me in behind junior to anything over hit I retrieve or get on the end of mm. there's only three really ideal positions you can be in to me too defensive if you're defensive it's the left back on the halfway line Yeah. if you're in between and you want him to join into the midfield then he's in the middle of that but if you're going for it He's up around that 18 yard box looking for full back to full back goals. Yeah. Which is, you know, often what you see in Premier League these days. That's just me being me. Okay. Well, I think we've, uh, we've thrashed that one out, gents. Um, stay tuned. We'll be back just after this short break. Welcome back. And in this part, we will be asking you. Asking Nathan Blake, sorry, your questions. as <laughs> me trying to host and look at Twitter at the same time there. So, Blakey, we've had, uh, had a few questions in, as always. Um, the first one is from John Day. Um, this John one, Day? John Day. Do I know John Day? You're thinking of Joe Day, the goalkeeper. Yeah. I could well be. <laughs> or John or, Daly, the golfer. <laughs> yeah. Or Haley Day, a girl I went to school with. <laughs> so, John Day asks, why don't we leave one up when defending a corner? Don't know. Did you ever play a team that did that? Uh, I think the 
No, I don't think I ever played in a team where everyone came back. Yeah, I know. In my early days, I was a winger, so I was I automatically came back, and when I was at Bolton, I was the bigger of the two strikers, so I, I came back and helped defend. But when I was at Sheffield and playing with Big Jostein, I was the person up top, especially had pace and and strength, so beyond the counter attack, you know. But so what could be the explanation for that? I think it's the it's fear of losing there. goals. And if you look at some of the goals we've conceded, they've been so scrappy, mm. right? But often I say too many men in the box causes panic in itself, right? Because already you're, you're, you're telling the opposition, we're not that confident, right? Yeah. That's why we need everyone back here, you know? But me personally, I would always leave one up and sometimes I'd leave two up. Mm. I, I would really, you know, throughout the 90 minutes, I would really mess with the opposition because I, I honestly think that with the with with the strength and prowess of people like Morrison and Nelson uh, and now Sanderson and people, I honestly think Volk's strong player. I honestly think you can you you should be working on right. Uh, you like he doesn't come in this space. He doesn't come in this space. Right if it comes anywhere between here and here, say four yards out to say seven, eight yards out from the goalkeeper Smithies and say two yards forward either way, back and forth in that little box, he comes and gets, bang, and this is what we do, right? Because that will happen, or that possibility can happen probably two, three times a game at least, right? Where the corner comes in and it's what we call a poor corner, straight into the keeper's hands. From that point, I'm looking to take advantage of you, full advantage. And if I've got everyone back, yeah, I can still counter-attack, but I literally have to counter-attack from a in your box. It yeah. takes away any option of, say, wasn't it to the halfway line with my striker, have to just sprint, where my striker it? holds it up, lays it off. But the beauty of it is I've played in teams where I've been the advanced striker and you work on that. So Alan Kelly would come, Sheffield United, boom, catch the ball. And his, my thing was, right, I'd be on the right and I used to love the left channel. So I'd come across the pitch and as I'm coming across, ooh, we fizz it out down the left channel. Then you're one-on-one -on -one with a defender, mm. right? Then everyone comes, like the Gotti boys, whoa, <laughs> come forward crazy. So. I think it's things like that where Cardiff, if they adopt these little, little, you know, ideas into their game, they just become more dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. You're like the man with many faces, you know, Game of Thrones, you can do all sorts with it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, um, Gareth Pierce. All right, Gaz. Asks, is Will Vokes Cardiff's next captain in waiting? Likes to put a foot in and started to chip in with goals as well, which always helps. And what does Blakey think Volks' best position is in midfield? Sit in midfield or box to box? I would say box to box for sure. Mm -hmm. um, is he a captain in waiting? Possibly. I'd also say I'd like to see Smithies. I'm not a great fan of goalkeepers, having it, but I'd say Smithies um, and even Nelson. I think they can bring a player out. Of a player, you know, Nelson seems quite a nice gentleman, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, 
Um, so there's a few players I can see. I think ultimately it'll be Joe Rawls. I think it'll be uh, they end up as kind of city captain. I think Rawls or Vokes have been brilliant choice. Yeah, I think they. Uh, I think either one of those. Um, but yeah, as uh, was there one more part of that question. Um, is just a box to box or the sitting midfielder. Uh, he's a best box to box for me. Um, he's a machine, isn't he? He's you know he is. Uh, very good question here from uh, Blue Flyby. Um, they say, if, and that's a massive if, City were to defy Blakey's prediction of an 8th to 12th finish and soar back into the Premier League via playoffs, which current first team players could you see starting in a Prem team for us, if any? Ooh. That's a great question. Okay. They, they've, they've suggested Sanderson with a tick. So that all depends on okay. whether he, uh, he joins the should we, should we take it from the lineup on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, because you'd think that's Cardiff's best team. Or oh, maybe add in Tomlin then, maybe. But, um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll go with the 11 on Saturday and um, Tomlin, I would say. Well, and Mendes Lang, he's out as well. <laughs> okay. Good to see you suggesting Tomlin being Cardiff's best team. But, yeah. yeah, I'm a, well, I'm the same thing as. Smithies? Uh, I would. Yes. 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 Yeah, right, so let's talk them up. So yeah. Uh, Sanderson? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Morrison, nope. Okay. Uh, Nelson, 50 50. Mm. Need a player next to him. Like I said, if you have a manga sort of type player, he's just a machine who's just gonna just stick to people like a rash because that athleticism in a centre half is hard to find, right? And he's only getting better the more he's played at this level, okay. right? Okay. So remember, it's the first year he's played at this level. Okay. We'll and, he's become, and he's become more important than Morrison. Mm, interesting. Right? So, Nelson, I'm, I'm, he, he's definitely staying. It depends who they sign in the he's summer. De- he's de- no, yeah, but he's definitely staying. Because right? I want to give him the opportunity to see if he can play at that level. So, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if he's that, right? So, we're talking squad, yeah? No, I'm talking starting. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for you. I'm saying okay. you're saying yes. Okay. Uh, Bennett. Bennett. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rouse. Nope. Uh, Volks. Yes. Uh, Bakuna. Yes. Uh, Adoma. No. Just think that level yeah. is too much for his Seven legs years now. Yeah. Five years ago, I would have said 100%. Uh, Patterson. No. Uh, Good and, bench option, maybe. Uh, yeah, and then Junior. No. Okay, so what about if I was to put and then we'll go in if I was going to put Tomlin and, and Mendes Lang into that for it as well? Would you start either of those for the Premier League? Yeah, uh, no. Uh, uh, Mendes, yes. Mendes, yeah. Uh, Tomlin again, I don't know. It'd have to be based on a good preseason injury, blah 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 blah. Um, and we uh, and we don't, we. we You'd have to make sure that you've got pace alongside him, right? So Mendes, you've got pace there. This is a great question. Uh, my striker would have to be quick, right? I need a quick striker. And my left-sided player needs to be quick as well. Murphy? Murphy, nope. Uh, Glatzel? Glatzel, nope. Pack? Marlon Pack, nope. Flint? Nope. Big rebuilding job. Etheridge. So you, you well, Etheridge, yes. I'd keep as a... Yeah. You can't start both at the goal, though. Uh, oh, starting. No, then. Uh, so you uh, think White, six, White, no. 
six of the current squad do you think would, would start Premier League game in August this year if they got promoted? Yeah. Okay, I think that's fair. Is that fair enough? Yeah, I think so. I think that's doable mm-hmm. when they get promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Endicott asks, what would be the financial impact on the club if the coronavirus hit, uh, led to football being played behind closed doors or games cancelled? Now, Blakey, don't fret because I saw this question earlier and I had a quick look into it. Now, this is very rough for me, but um, I looked at the gate receipts and match day income from the 2018 accounts, um, which totted up to almost £5 million. Now, working on those numbers alone... Um, Cardiff were Cardiff make around two hundred twenty thousand pounds per home game. Mm-hmm. So if, say, the final four home games were, were called off, they'd stand to lose close to a million, million pounds. Pound, yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of money. So we'd have to wait and see what happens with that one. Um, Nigel Harris asks: City have tough have a tough immediate program. Next six include rivals Preston, Bristol City. And Fulham away, Leeds and Blackburn at home. Charlton home is the other. I think they need three wins and ten points minimum. Twelve or more points ideally to keep up playoff hopes alive. Where can they get the points? Well, you, uh, you uh, what's the gentleman's name, sorry? Nigel. Nigel, you don't look at it, uh, where can they get the points? You look at it like, right, we start with Leeds, we're home. We've got a great record, traditionally against Leeds. Doesn't matter what kind of run they're on, they hate coming to Cardiff City. Mm-hmm. So there's your first three points. Uh, Preston away, you'd be saying, right, they've had an up and down last month or two. Uh, worst case scenario, come away with a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlton at home, three points. Uh, not No disrespect to Charlton, but listen, if you're not going to beat teams that are down there, that everyone else has beaten, then you know you can't expect to get in the playoffs, right? So we're talking. My mentality as a player going in, um, Charlton three points, Bristol City away, Derby. Listen, Derby Day boys, don't get beaten. That's what I go into that game. Do not lose that game. Not because that's a big one for you, though. Yeah, not forget the forget the playoffs. This is a Derby. Don't lose derbies, right? Uh, Blackburn at home. So we've got a lovely pattern if you look at it, right? You've got Leeds at home. Tough, but you're at home. Preston away. Tough. Preston in awful form. But they're in terrible form. Yeah. Charlton at home. Terrible gotta form. Got to be winning that. Got to be winning it. Derby. Just don't lose that. Blackburn so at Bristol home. Bristol City, not Derby County. But no, no, it's a derby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then... Blackburn at home. All right, so you you got what? One, two, three, four. You've got five games there, which, if you look at it positively, you you should, you could, if you're looking for promotion or playoffs, you should be looking at what? Three to four wins. That's, when, that's the time to get excited then, isn't it? Right, three to four wins. Worst case scenario over the next five games. Mm. Right? Because... Once you go beyond that, Fulham away, tricky. Derby home, always going to be tricky. Middlesbrough away, fighting for their lives, mm. right? As a home, at home, right? But you still expect to bank that one. Yeah. 
There we go. Right, well, let's finally move on to, to the Leeds game then, proceeding our predictions. Um, obviously, the Leeds game before Christmas was a humdinger. 3-0 down after 60 minutes and come back to draw 3 all with a little red card thrown in as well, which was uh, one heck of a game. Do you think Blakey, they'll play on play on Bielsa's mind? He said that he was still thinking about it last month. He said he couldn't shake the thought of them. Uh, yeah, and, and and like I said, it's 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 not just that, uh, Glenn. It's the fact that history, right? This fixture, you know, Leeds Leeds traditionally don't like coming to Cardiff for obvious reasons that the fans would understand. But I think if you look at the team that started against Leeds, Peltier, Flint, Morrison, Bennett, Etheridge and Goal, uh, Mendes, Lang, Vox, Pack, Rawls, Tomlin, Ward. Right? So Ward, no. Tomlin, no. Uh, Rawls, yes. Pack, doubtful. Vox, yes. Mendes, Lang, no. Peltier, no. Flint, no. Morrison, yes. Bennett, yes. Etheridge, no? Etheridge, no. Right? So you've got you're practically a, a new team that's coming up against. So when they do their analysis, okay, they'll be doing analysis on your latest game, but... Is this team a better team than that one? The team yeah, that played yeah, far better for me. Okay. Far better for me. This team is far better. The only thing we're missing is the magician up, up front in uh, LT. If you had him in, I'd be saying, I expect us to, to win this game, especially with past history. But can't take it away from Leeds they're on a very good run themselves yeah well after, after that Cardiff game I think, did they go did they win one of the next 11 games or something uh, like that um, I, I, and they just finally clawed back that form at the, at the right time yeah well what what they've done they, they go, they've just beaten Huddersfield they've beaten Hull Middlesbrough Reading and Bristol the last five games, those five games, Bristol's the only team that's going for anything. Mm. So that's what I mean about beating the teams that are below you if you're serious about getting to the playoffs. But yeah, since they drew with Cardiff, they then lost to Fulham, drew with Preston, uh, beat Birmingham in a humdinger away mm. from home, 5-4, drew with West Brom, and then went on a, a bit of a, a bad run, losing to Sheffield, QBR, so, mate, it's, it's an ideal opportunity for Cardiff. Back-to-back wins. Oh, people then, honestly, will start saying, oh, well, well this is possible, mate. This, yeah, Paul's possible. playing against top, top of the league, real opportunity to make a statement, didn't it? Well, well yeah, of course it is. Um, I agree. I mean, the history of this fixture, I've just, as Blake was speaking, I just Googled the head-to-head results between these things. I knew Cardiff had a good record against Leeds. Didn't realise it was that good, though, did but you? Le- Leeds, <laughs> of the last 24 games, fixtures, Leeds have only won three of them. Yeah, that's incredible. It's almost like Cardiff and Leeds' bogey team, and we felt that for a while. Now, Leeds, you know, they've won some of those recent games, but it's just like when Cardiff go to Preston, they always seem to lose there. And when Leeds come to Cardiff, they just don't seem to do well, mm. you know? Since um, the Scott Young uh, got I mean, it'll be you know, a real clash of styles. You know, you've got Bielso's, the you know, almost perfect purveyance of the football, and you've got Cardiff's direct approach. Um, will Leeds' centre back stand up to that, the, 
the atmosphere, there'll be, you know, not just the Cardiff fans for this game, there'll be 3,000 Leeds fans coming, I suspect. You know, they've yeah. got a phenomenal following. Um, it, it's a real clash of styles, and that's what it, helps it, make That's a, a great that's point, because it is. I think it's a real clash of philosophies, actually. Because Leeds, very fit team, you know, play good football, free-flowing and Bielsa likes them to be defensively sound as well. So they, they've got a bit of everything. Cardiff, like we've said, a bit of a one-trick pony, mm. right? But it's whether that continual pressure, 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 throw it, corner, throw it, corner, whether that works. If you're Cardiff, I'd be saying, right, we've got to play a disruptive game today, boys. Disrupt, disrupt, disrupt. Right, foul when we have to, you know, uh, uh, throw ins, uh, take our time. You know, we're gonna play percentage set piece football. So every set piece, we're gonna take our time. Right, Paul, yeah, down up, no inside a bit. Just gonna take time off the clock because what we don't want is Leeds to get into that rhythm, counter attack, fast, free flowing rhythm rhythm football we, we, we can't afford that because they're look the top of the table for a reason they become a hard animal to stop right just like when we were at our best doing the Neil Warnock ball we were a hard team to stop right once you get into that rhythm so what you've got to be thinking if you're Neil Harris disruptive mm. right it's not going to be pretty <laughs> so fans don't expect well we not we don't expect that because we haven't seen it for 10 years so we're not expecting anything pretty. You've got that on your side where our fans largely accept, right? We'll, we'll, we'll swallow it. If we get into the playoffs, we'll swallow it. So go disrupt, slow them down. Don't let them get into a rhythm. And really what you do, do it very well. Set pieces and then second balls. Just focus. If you're those three in midfield, focus on that second ball. You want to be monsters. You want to be... If second ball's percentage... 100% you won't be winning 70% of that. You put them on the back foot, even though they'll have more possession than you, you'll put them on the back foot. That's what I'd be saying approaching tomorrow's game, or Saturday's game. Well, finally then, gents, as always, we come on to our predictions for the weekend. Um, I'm crap at predictions, eh? Well, it seems though Paul is our very own mystic Meg. Quite um, mystic. You can go first. Well, I bumped into... David Giles, funny enough, in Morrison's yeah, I on uh, <laughs> Monday morning. Blakey's predecessor as FA economist, and he, like Blakey, was very good. Not quite a Blakey standard, but nonetheless very good. <laughs> um, he taught me everything he knows. And I I was telling Giles, I think Cardiff will win this game, and I learned the reasons why. Giles knows his football, you know, and he, and he just looked at me and said, no, that ain't going to happen, Paul. Bielsa's going to come here, they're going to do a number, they're too good, and that... Stole my thunder a bit, but I'm going to stick to my guns here. I, I'm going to predict a 2-1 Cardiff City win. Whether it's deserved or not <laughs> is another matter, but I'm sticking with Cardiff for this one. Blakey. Glenn. Listen, I think it'll be hard to stop, I because they're on a great run. But like they've they've played like a lot of teams below them, well, like most of the teams, but below even us. Right, they've got a lot of wins from. But 
Like five wins is five wins, nothing to be sniffed at. Mm. You know, it's incredible. Um, but I, I do, I, I agree with Paul to a degree. I think um, there is something about Leeds when they come to Cardiff. Even even their fans come here with, ah, oh, I hate this fixture sort of thing. Right? Even they hate it when we go there because strange things happen as you've seen with the 3-3. Three, three. It can only be Cardiff City. And those fans are lit, would have left that stadium saying, it's them. It's, it's something about them. That couldn't have happened if it was Millwall. It wouldn't have happened if it was Bristol. It wouldn't have happened if it was Forest. It's just them. <laughs> and when you get into someone's psyche like that, I call it, you got their ticket. So I'm going to go, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go, uh, let's go high score, shall we? I'm going to go a 3-2 Cardiff. Oh, rip roar. Right, a 3-2 Cardiff win because the stadium will be bouncing. It will. Right, yeah. that is without a shadow. You know, this is a major fixture and has become a major fixture in the last decade, these two clubs. So, yeah, I'm going to go with a high scoring, probably nil-nil now, but yeah. I'm going to go high scoring 3-2 Cardiff win. I think it is crucial that Cardiff don't let Leeds score early on as they have done with so many other teams uh, this season. I think if, they, if Leeds score... Within the first few minutes, first 10, 15 minutes or so, I think it could very much be a, a big They thought that up there. But yeah, no, that's true. I just think. Three in this, the I think that was an anomaly. That's what I'm saying. It, but that's what happens in this fixture. Mm. Strange things happen in this thick fixture, and it usually falls on Cardiff's side. But I think I think if Cardiff stay in the game long enough and they don't concede early, I think they can just about make a 1 0 win second half. 1 0? Yeah. You don't really think that's going to happen, though, do you? Boring, boring. Um, Take the fifth. Um, <laughs> Go on, what do you really think will happen? <sighs> I think, well, no, I do think that if Cardiff can hang on to no, the second half, we, I think we discussed it for maybe. <laughs> what do you think will happen? I think no pressure. 3 0 win, Aiden Flink, Gavin White, and Marlon Pack on the score sheet. <laughs> no, I'm going to go 1 0 win, I'm going to be positive. I think, I think that could very much happen. So, once again, thank you for all your questions and thanks as ever for listening. Great show. Make sure you keep up to date with all the Cardiff City news and the Leeds United game build-up at Wales Online.